Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It is November 27th. God, where in the world did 2022 go? Holy crap. Um, we, uh, we've had an exciting 48 hours on social media. Um, <clears throat> we'll get into that, kind of talk about going viral on TikTok for the first time. We've got a video, it's up to 1.4 million views right now, and we've stirred up all kinds of hate and discontent. <clears throat> well, I don't know about we, me, mainly. I'm I'm mainly the one that's, I'm the uh, official resident Hornet's Nest kicker here on the Blue Ribbon Podcast, um, but he made me this way, so he'll give him credit. Um, so uh, we are brought to you by Pittsburgh Power and their OPS and Max Mileage products uh just got another good testimonial from scott white he's got a uh, frank Niner classic with a big house um and uh, he has seen some significant fuel mileage increases um you know he's like look i'm i'm not a i'm not an aerodynamic guy but you know uh he's he's got some some good things to report on using the catalyst um so uh if you talk to Pittsburgh Power, make sure you let them know where you heard about them. And uh, the sickness has de- has descended on my house. Looks like it's landed on Larry's house, too. So we're all a little bit tired and wore out and under the weather. <coughs> and uh, so we're going to fight through it. So well, part of mine is depression from coming from <laughs> the sunny beaches of Palm Beach back yeah. to central kentucky in this wind storm and what whatever the hell's going on outside uh, y'all y'all let me know do give us a quick mic check because he sounds really low in my ears but he, y'all might be able to hear him okay so just let me know it might be off because last week you know he was having to use his phone and it sounded horrible in my ears and i went back to the recording and it sounded pretty good so um let me know if we need to make any adjustments well, we're back in our studio, so we have our regular equipment, so that should not be an issue. You would hope, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, I was gone for a week, so gremlins may have gotten in here. I don't know. <laughs> um, because I'm not feeling well, I'm not drinking any alcohol tonight. This is strictly just plain old tea, trying to keep my voice, my throat uh, moist. So, but anyway, I had a great week last week. Uh, thanks for asking how my week was. I appreciate y'all's, y'all's interest in in how I did last week on vacation. Um, I played uh, about a round of golf every day. So, um, and then uh, spent uh, at least four hours in the pool every day. And um, I was pretty much a worthless piece of shit, you know? <laughs> Yeah, there's some people who say that's how I, how I was before I left. But yeah, anyway, it's uh, it's good to be back. It's I'm, I'm you know I'm I, I, I kind of am charged up. Except I, I left myself, you know, I took all my work with me because I have to do some things. So mm-hmm. I had to do the payroll and I had to do the things that had to be done. But the lure of the pool and the beach and the golf uh, kept me from staying caught up. So I've been, uh, you know, uh, laboring all day long, trying to get my accounting back caught up again. And of course, today triggers the start of next week. So all the card activity reports for this week hit today. So I'm all caught up card activity wise, and I'm almost caught up, um, um, 
last week's settlement. Um, I'll be, probably be done before I go to bed tonight. Depends on how long you keep me here tonight. But anyway, um, glad to be back. I, I do see you stirred up a lot of shit while I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I can always count on that. You know, um, I'm not here to kind of buffer you from from things. You you had to, you had a whole week of of of, of untamed, unleashed. You know, uh, fun on the internet. Congratulations on the on the million plus uh, view. That's awesome. Uh, I particularly uh, like the fact that uh, the 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 subject matter and what you're doing because it's all about what we do. You know, right? And uh, you did a great job of presenting that. A couple of things we'll add to it tonight uh, as we talk about it. But um, you know, uh, and and you know, here's the thing. You know, uh, and I know that you. I know that you. Um, What's the word I want to use? Um, I don't want to say protect. You keep a lot of the comments away from me because you know that sometimes I don't play well with mm -hmm. others. Um, but I can imagine that as we make these claims that we make, a lot of people, I'm sure, find issue with it. And probably, and, and we, we've seen it, you know, I'm going to call bullshit on that. Uh, but keep, keep something in mind here. Okay. Let, let me just, let me just address some of this. All right. We, this is not like a, a radio show where, where we have monopoly on four hours, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the only way you get your word in is to come here and present it in a, in a debate or a competitive way. You're welcome. Anybody that out there that, 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 that hears this, and you don't agree with what we do, you're more than welcome to start a podcast. You're more than welcome to do a YouTube and present your, your thinking. No one here, no one here is forced to listen to this. Everybody that's on here right now, everybody that watches it and subscribes, they do it because they desire the information. That doesn't mean that everything we say necessarily everybody agrees with, because here's the thing. It's our opinion based on our experience. And the other thing that, that most people forget, and I say it over and over and over again, our, we're directing our comments to the people who are being, be buying their first truck and trying to become owner-operators for the first time. If, if you don't fit in that demographic, you don't, nothing I say is intended to, to, to be a criticism of you and the way you, if you're, if you're making money and you're, and you're not on Facebook complaining about the rates and the fuel, mm -hmm. you're fine. You, you don't have to do it in one of our trucks. You don't have to do it the way we do it. But if you're, if that isn't you and, and I see you on here going to drive, going to deadhead from Pennsylvania to North Dakota to park your truck and wait it out. Um, you probably ought to listen to us. Because mm -hmm. you have a bad um, idea of how business works, so uh, it's not like you have to do this. It, and and I know that Chris would be happy to have you uh, express your ideas. Um, I'm going to say you're welcome to make comments, but we're not going to turn this into an open forum. That's not what our listeners are here for. Our listeners are here to hear what we have to say, and if you have something to say. Start your own YouTube and start your own podcast and have at it. We don't have the uh, we don't have the monopoly on this. Okay, yeah, um, it's it's really so, easy. So that's you know? my. It's not like you can look and see how hard this is to do. 
Okay. Cause we really, really do a good job of fucking it up. Okay. So <laughs> it's not like you have to do anything, you know, special, but, um, but I'm just, uh, I'm just warning you. We're more than welcome to, to, to listen to your comment, but I'm not going to get in a pissing contest with, with you guys. If you don't agree with what we say, it's not, it's in my opinion. You know, and and it and that's all it is. Now I, I back it up with numbers because after all, I am a numbers guy, according to most of you guys. I don't know if that's good or bad or, or indifferent, but I do tell, um, I do back up what we do with. Uh, and Chris calls it the BSC nine thousand. That's 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 the um, that's the bullshit eliminator, literally. So if you can't, you know, if you can't back up your claims with facts and follow the science, then yeah. I'm pretty sure that your opinion was not going to be, uh, defendable. So anyway, and another thing, let me, let me just wait and say one other thing. Okay. We, had, I get a phone call at least every couple of days from someone that finds us on the, on, on YouTube or on Facebook or where they, they go to our web, our website and we lo and behold, there's our, there's my, my cell phone number is on that page. Okay. Uh, we don't use handles here. My name is Larry fucking W fucking long. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to guess what it is, you know, but, but you guys can, can pull the curtains in your truck and get on your little keyboard and use handles and be anonymous, you know, and then want to come act like you're Billy badass, you know? Yeah. Hey, you call me. I might not have time to talk to you at the moment, but I'll take your name and number and I'll call you back. I'll make an appointment to call you back. I'm doing one at 10 o'clock in the morning to a gentleman that called me over the weekend. I said, look, I'll be happy to talk to you, but I'm going to talk to you right now. It's the weekend. And I just got back from Florida and I got shit to do, but I'll, what time can I call you on Monday? 10 o'clock. Boom. I'll call you 10 o'clock on Monday. So it's not like, you know, we're, we're, we don't have handles. We don't, we're not anonymous. Right. We tell you our opinion. We show you our face. We show you how to find us and we back it up with numbers. So there you go. So I was, trying to th I was trying to think of how this started, and, it, and I believe it began with one of the small little – so we hired a company to take clips from our podcast and cut them down to little 30-second bits to go on to TikTok. And I think that's how this started. One of those was kind of cherry-picked out of the thing, and it mentioned a $10,000 truck. And so I thought, all right, well, let me just expand on that. So – um, I took, uh, I took a clip and, oh no, I know what it was. I was trying to, I was playing with this program to try to figure out how to make my own little short TikTok. And so at random, I just went into a folder that I have all of the video from and I picked it random and it was somebody asking about a, a truck. And I just took that clip and I cut it down and I added some, you know, little flair to it and it took off. You know, and within probably 24 hours was over a million, uh, million views. And so after I did that one, it got me to thinking about Zeke's truck. And cause I mean, it's the poster child, you know, Zeke bought that truck for $5,500, um, brought it here. He had the money, he had the capital. Um, he made, you know, you go back, I think it's ex episode 94, um, he was on here and he kind of told his story, but he made some money in crypto. 
and he had forty or fifty thousand dollars that he could invest in a truck. And he kept sending me these pictures. You know, hey, what about this one? Hey, what about this one? And I'm like, you're in a position where you're going to pay so much to get the truck. Well, what what about all of this, that, and the other that you need to do to it? You're going to have to do brakes and bushings and bearings and tires and you're going to have to do all this other stuff to it. But he was kind of getting distracted by how good the trucks looked. And I'm like, dude, I would prefer you go buy the ugliest truck you can find. And so I think he went and looked at three or four total and took Carl with him, you know, so he's willing to spend a little money to take Carl uh, to go check out a truck. They went and looked at two or three. Carl didn't like them. They found this one. The guy wanted $5,500 for it. Carl went up there and looked at it. It had a transmission issue. It wouldn't go into low range. Well, Carl got in there and monkeyed with the wires a little bit underneath it and noticed that something started working. And he was like, dude, just pay the guy. Because I think at first Carl thought, hey, this is an electrical issue and I'm going to fix this for $10 and we're going to get this truck for nothing. You know, they didn't we, know not we might case. even drive it out of here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's drive this out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, so he got the truck and I did a video on this yesterday. It's, it's on the channel. Um, it's like 15 minutes or something. And I kind of broke it down. Uh, so I'm not going to go into that great detail here. Um, but it was the first truck that we brought in and said, okay, we're going to put this thing on jack stands and we're not going to haul freight with it until it's ready to go. First time we've done that before we would, we would get it legal. We would get it to pass an inspection and we would try to make a little money and then bring it back and spend some money. Yeah. But as Chris pointed out in that video, we were duplicating our efforts a lot, paying a lot of money to do the same thing over and over again when we could have just. So was this, this was the first truck that we literally just took it apart and put it back together before we hauled freight with it. Yeah. So. Now, I could have done a much better job managing that process. Um, you know, I had a checklist in my mind, but I didn't really have anything on paper. I just kind of turned Carl loose and I said, here. You know, uh, which, you know, Carl's trustworthy to do that stuff, but we, sh there's a few things that we should have done in a different order that probably would have saved a little money and, and would have also given us some, some checks, you know, to make sure that everything, everything was right. Um, and so I think if we had that exact situation to do it over again, we probably could have done it for $10,000 cheaper than we did. Um, so, uh, so then and I didn't know the numbers like right off the top of my head. I, I knew they were probably pretty good given the market, given that the truck was basically in service full time. You know, we had one driver in it for nine or 10 months, had another driver in it. So I wanted to take the July to July numbers. And so I went to numbers guy and I'm like, hey, here's here's what I need. I need gross revenue. I need how much we paid a driver. I need to know how much we paid Zeke, which I got that from Zeke and Larry's numbers matched that. And I needed to know what was our profit, you know, cause we're getting a piece of the action because we're, we're taking all of the management responsibility of this truck. Zeke has no responsibility other than answer the phone. If I need him to, to pay a bill, but he doesn't have to take calls in the middle of the night. He doesn't have to worry about drivers. He doesn't have to worry about anything. He just gets a check every Friday. And so Larry gave me those numbers and I'm looking at them going, holy crap. I mean, this truck made a ton of money in 12 months. 
at $315,000 gross revenue to the truck. Now, that's after Landstar's? Yep. 35%. Yeah. Okay. So to the uh, truck. To the yeah. truck. 315000 to the truck. In that time, we paid a driver $90,000 in 12 months. Um, Zeke was paid $55,000. Um, and out of that, he spent about ten dollars uh, for maintenance. So, uh, and then we made 48. So that was $193,000 minus the $10,000 maintenance. I, I think I got that number mixed up. We should probably say 183 instead of 193. Um, <clears throat> but essentially Zeke ha has, has made his money back in the year that the truck ran. Um, and so now he, you know, he's, he's made complete and whole on the deal. Um, and has since, you know, he's made more money because the truck was in service, um, after this July to July and it's driver in it right now. Um, so I just put the numbers out there, right? Well, the response is on in the TikTok comment section, which I, I encourage you to go read because there's a bunch of them are hilarious. Um, your numbers are not that wrong. Your, the numbers are 191 profit to somebody, Zeke us or um, if there's one person not, involved it's 190 grand now you got to take the 10 away from zeke so it makes it 181 is where you really you really are because okay. the the money i paid zeke that's before he put, put, paid the 10,000 out of it right so it's 181 is the real number that's right. how much somebody would have made on that truck if they had bought it driven it and you know managed it themselves and and driven the the hundred and twenty two thousand miles, did the loads, right. you know, worked the truck full time. Well, right? we do. Now, now, what what spurred this, Chris? I think maybe 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 I'm making this up, but we read an article in one of these CDL magazines about some female. I guess that doesn't matter. It, it was it, they were they were bragging oh, about a minority man. female. She had made she had she had leased a truck, and. Did five hundred thousand dollars in revenue? No, no, you're mixing up two stories. You're mixing okay. up two stories. All right, help me out. There was a there was a TikTok that I stitched, where a guy was being interviewed at a fuel island, and he said he made five hundred thousand in a year and left with sixty. Now okay. that lady you're talking about, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember the numbers, but uh, they had they basically took her gross number and said that's how much she made. But she actually made like. 70. Yeah, um, but it was, it was like 400,000 <throat> revenue and she ended up making, and they, and they, and we talked about all the, the truck payments and all Anyway, the bottom line is she made 70,000 profit mm -hmm. with a 2022 truck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whoever would have bought this truck and run and, and, and the way we run would have made $181,000 mm -hmm. in the same year mm -hmm. driving a truck. One a lunatic truck, one a twenty twenty two, yeah, normal mainstream truck. Right, both of them, both of them make the same statement because this guy, and I don't know anything about this other guy. I don't know if, if he's got his own authority. I don't know. I just know that he's standing. It looks like a Cascadia that he's standing beside when he's being interviewed, and he said, "I'm going to make a half a million dollars this year, and I'm going to get get to keep sixty. So right. somehow he's spending four hundred and forty thousand dollars now. You know, <laughs> well, I can guess where most of it's going. Look at his truck. Mm 
Well, yeah. Yeah. But probably 50 or 60 of it's going into the truck, maybe more. He's just probably just got, he's probably got a thousand dollar week truck payment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so w- the interesting responses were, you know, I would say that we, we made this much and this guy made this profit and this guy made this profit and the driver got paid this. Well, you're not counting. Yes. We're, we're counting the fuel and the insurance everything. and every everything. expense. Um, now one thing, um, you know, because there's, if you, you know, if you do the math, there's about 40 some thousand there that's unaccounted for. Okay. Well, when we buy tires for that truck, for example, that comes out of the settlement, doesn't have to come out of Zeke's pocket. So that's a maintenance item that we're not paying Zeke and then he's paying that. That's coming out before he gets his money. So there were some things that were paid for by the truck that technically were his responsibility, but he didn't have to come out of his pocket because we did those things through Landstar, you know, a Landstar loan or a well, a it did, tire it did, purchase or whatever. But yeah, but you're, 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 you're confusing it for no reason. I can tell you for a fact that we paid the driver $90,000 in one year. Mm-hmm. We paid Zeke $53,000 in one year and we made, $48,000 in one year on that truck. That's after everything else has been paid. Right. Okay. It doesn't matter why or when or what it was. <clears throat> That's the money that was made on that truck operating 122,000 miles at Landstar hauling general freight off the low board. Correct. The, the profit worked out to be about a buck 50 a mile. You know, um, the, the, the cost in, was it about a dollar? Um, and the profit was somewhere right around buck 45, buck 50. All right. So think about how low the rates have to get in order for that truck to not make a profit. They got to get down close to a dollar before that truck becomes unprofitable. Um, how's that going to work out for you with your 2022 and your thousand dollar a week truck payment? You got to have two fifty just to survive. This truck survives on a dollar. You know, and they're not going that low. Um, okay, <clears throat> now let's hit this because I saw this. Uh, I saw this coming up in the lot. Y'all, taxes are not an expense. I mean, they're, taxation not, they're is, not a business expense. Taxation taxes are theft. passed through to you as a person. It doesn't matter. Ta- look, taxes are passed through to the individual who's making the money. So no, that, that's, that's, that doesn't include taxes. I have to pay tax on what I made. The driver has to make tax on what he paid. You know, uh, Zeke has to pay tax on what he paid. That's not an, that's not a profit and loss item from the truck itself. That's for whoever received the money from the truck. So you, taxes are not, there are, there are no taxes on an LLC. There are no taxes. The taxes are passed through to the individual member. And in this case, Zeke is a 1099 contractor because he owns the truck. So I paid him a 1099. He's responsible for his tax. The driver's taxes were withheld. The 90000 he paid, got paid, includes, you know, um, the, the, that's before the taxes were withheld from his income. And I'm, I did all the employee match. That's all part of the expenses. The payroll taxes are. 
And then, of course, Blue Ribbon is an LLC. So that money passed through to me. I paid that tax personally. Uh, Blue Ribbon does not pay tax, not as any LLC pay tax. Right. But it, it's, it seems like there's this, well, obviously, I mean, with as much hell raising has been happening about 1099, um, I mean, we, we made TikToks and videos about, you know, the, <clears throat> the immoral nature of paying an employee on a 1099, and, and the comment section is filled with these dipshits. Well, I just won't file taxes in. Okay. All right. That, that's a perfectly reasonable argument. Um, but the truck profit was 181 somewhere between 181 and $190,000. Okay. That was the profit. That's, that's the taxable income right now. This is where we would get into having an LLC versus being a sole proprietor and how, you know, there are ways that you can reduce your tax liability, but you cannot eliminate your tax liability. Um, you have, uh, you know, the only way you can pay no taxes to make no money. Right. There, there's, there's not any way to shield or whatever, uh, not pay tax on income. The only way you cannot pay tax on income is to make nothing. Uh, you can have a few expenses that maybe you call business that really aren't and get away with that a little bit, but you, you're not going to get with $180,000 worth of them. Okay. So you're the, the responsible business person. Okay. Who knew they were going to make that would have gotten with their accountant and paid quarterly taxes on that. Uh, the tax on that 181,000 is probably going to be about 25%. Okay. That's 40 so, grand. So you'd have paid ten, eleven thousand every quarter, and your taxes would have been paid. Uh, if you can't afford ten thousand dollars in taxes after making one hundred eighty-one thousand dollars in a year, you can't afford ten thousand every every two, four, every three or four months. Then you know you've got other issues. Um, but um, Bill says we're losing audio once in a while. <clears throat> it must be you, Chris. I'm not touching anything. I so I don't think so. Uh, Bill, you uh, have to tell us which one of us it was. Um, a lot of this comes down to a fundamental lack of understanding of economics and business. Um, you know, uh, the, the, some of the nonsense in the comment section comes totally, completely from ignorance um, and it's, I mean, it's stuff I've probably been ignorant about in my life, but it, I don't know, for whatever reason, I had the curi curiosity to figure it out. And, um, but guys, it's revenue minus expenses equals profit, pay a tax on your profit. That's, it's not any more complicated than that. Now, you know, the things that you can do in order to, again, reduce your tax liability, are there and that can get complicated. Um, you know, we did back before when we, back when we were just audio, uh, there's an episode with Steve Wheeler, uh, where Larry and I talked about this. Somebody sent a comment section said something about buying equipment on a 179. Um, you know, <clears throat> here's the big, here, here's the big, I'll, I'll address that when you get done making your point. Okay. Let's say, for those that don't know, 179 is a, a, you're basically de completely depreciating an asset. 
all in one fell swoop. Well, first of all, your average person is not going to have the means to write that big check for a 50, 70, 80, 90, $120,000 piece of equipment. All right. So in a practical matter, it doesn't matter because you're not going to stroke that check. Um, most people are so broke, they can't pay attention. Uh, and that's how they get suckered into lease purchase deals. And, you know, 90 days same as cash on their furniture that turns into 28% and they tear your head off when you miss that final payment. Um, you, you're, you've got to stop looking for shortcuts. The, the big picture here is the reason that we're telling you to buy the cheapest truck you can get your hands on and pay cash for it and then have the capital to do the basic improvements to get that truck legal, roadworthy, and efficient, getting good fuel mileage, um, being a, a, a safe, reliable, efficient truck that we have proven time and time and time again can be done for less than $40,000 um, as long as you don't get in a big hurry about buying the first truck that you come across. We have a truck in the fleet right now that had it been in a normal market and we would have understood everything that was wrong with it was a $5,000 truck. All right. The motor was junk. Um, it had all kinds of problems. We ended up putting a motor in it uh, immediately, like hauled, like hauled three loads with it, and the thing burned like five gallons of oil in a couple of days. So it immediately went off to the in-frame shop. Well, he paid 22000 for that truck because he bought it in the height of the market, and he was racing somebody else to get to it. Um, there We've seen in the last few months some, some $10,000 trucks pop up. Now they don't they don't hang around. Somebody posts one for ten grand. You better be on top of it and ready to go get it. But you know you've got to be patient. And if you wait three months, somebody in the comments I saw one earlier talking about a two thousand seven truck for thirty grand. <clears throat> Give it ninety days. That truck will be ten. You know, right now is not the time to buy a truck. It's a seller's market. Still. Coming down. Let's talk about 179 for a second. First of all, Congress sets the 179 limit every year. So it's not just a blank check. There's a limit to what you can write each year. That, that chain, and it doesn't get announced until very, very late in the, um, in the game. But here's the thing. If you need equipment, if you, if you, if you, if you need to buy equipment because you need the equipment, a 179 um, deduction is one way of doing it. Again, you, you, you need to refer to your tax accountant because you, there's two ways of doing it. You can depreciate it over three to five years, or you can expense it all in one year. If you're having a really, really good year like 2021 and you made a lot of money and you're going to pay a lot of tax and you need a trailer, then that's one thing if you've got the money to go pay for it and expense it in one year. But if you don't have the money, it's not a good deal. And if you don't, if you don't need the equipment, you're still the seven, the, the, the 179 is only giving you the credit for your tax um, bracket, which is probably going to be 20 to 25%. The other 75% comes out of your pocket. So, yeah, you might save the $1 out of four, 
But the other three out of four, you're going to have to come up with, and that's not going to be a 179 deduction. So it's, that, that's a common misunderstanding of, of, of how to avoid taxes. And, it, and it's not. If, if you need something and you've got cash money and you need to, um, you know, to, to, to get rid of some income to not have to pay tax, you're only going to save your tax, bracket, your, your, tax, uh, your tax bracket is all you're going to save. So it's, uh, it's not an, uh, an automatic no-brainer. It still requires you to look at both options because it might be to your advantage, you know, to spread it out over three or four years and take that, take that depreciation. I've done it both ways. It just depends on the situation, you know. Um, but I don't go buy something just to take a 179 deduction to keep from paying taxes because I'm still paying three-fourths of the cost of that out of my pocket, not taxed. I'm not, I'm not saving tax. I'm spending three seventy five percent of what it costs is coming. I'm, it's an expense. I'm having to right. pay for it. You know, you're trading so quarters it, for dollars. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, and we got to stop being distracted by nonsense. Okay. When you're operating a trucking business, you do have significant overhead. You've got fuel, you've got maintenance, you've got driver salary, you've got all these expenses. Okay. But going and trading quarters for dollars, hey, here, I'm going to give you a dollar and you'll give me a quarter back and I'm going to feel like I'm doing something big. It's just dumb. If you're going to, if you're going to have to do a motor, then yeah, but don't just go, well, you know what? Um, my motor's only got 125000 on it. I'm going to go ahead and rebuild it again. Why? That's dumb. You're, you're not, you're, uh, trading 25 cents quarters for dollars. You're giving somebody a dollar. They're giving you a quarter back. Now I saw this YouTuber the other day. And of course these people are making millions of dollars. Okay. Big, big, big high level YouTubers. And they were, they were talking about how the accountants came to them and like, Hey, listen, you're going to have to spend some money because you've got no overhead. You've got a computer and a damn camera, you know, and they're making millions and millions of dollars. And they said, so they just spent the money on trips. You know, and so they're buying the most expensive airfare, going to the most expensive hotels. And they basically were talking about how they get spoiled, you know, because now they can't imagine flying coach. Um, but in that scenario where you're making millions of dollars and you have zero overhead, I can kind of sort of understand trading some quarters for some dollars. But in trucking, stop making dumb decisions because you want to get out of paying taxes. It's just it's not logical. And it doesn't make sense with this. Use this. Okay. A sound business model is one that makes a profit. If you make a profit, you have to pay tax. That's how this country works. Um, now, the, the IRS understands how hard it is to truck drivers to do that. That's part of why they would like to make everybody an employee. Then you mm -hmm. don't have the option of not paying your tax because your employer is required to withhold it. Yep. So you guys that want to play this game and make money and not make it and not make sure a profit understand when, when, when the AB five comes along and, and, and that game goes away, I don't want to hear how bad you're treated because you're the, exactly the reason they're doing it. Exactly the reason they're doing it. 
the the IRS loves control, and there's no way they can control an independent contractor. It's very difficult. They're not stupid. You ever gone through one of the audits, you'll find out how not stupid they are, okay? When they give you a, a colonoscopy <laughs> at your kitchen table, all right? Um, so, um, you know, th this idea that I'm going to get in business, I mean, it, it's like every other thing that truckers do when they get in business. They think they're going to do it some which way to make it work that they don't have to do what everybody else does. You know, we're, we're lunatics because we run our trucking business like business runs business. And in trucking, that makes us a lunatic. But everywhere else in the world, that's normal. So if you think you're going to get in business and not pay taxes, you're, you're, you're the lunatic, okay? Because it's just a matter of time. They're the world's greatest collection agency. And they have power beyond belief, you know. They can take your money before you get your money. Uh, they can take everything out of your bank account, bam, overnight, just like that. They can take your stuff, okay? So it's not a game that I recommend that you play. Why not have a business model that pays you the proper way so that you can get an accountant, okay, somebody that doesn't drive a truck and, and eat in a truck stop, okay, a real accountant that has an office and a certificate on the wall or a degree, that has experience with doing this and, and have them set it up so that you pay the taxes that you're supposed to pay so that you don't have to worry about walking to the mailbox every day, you know, so you can rest easy at night. That next phone call is not going to be the IRS coming after you. So, um, and by the way, they just hired 87,000 more agents and they're going to give them guns. <laughs> so, you can uh, you can roll those dice if you want to. There there was a time <clears throat> in my life as a young, dumb, immature human <clears throat> being that I cared what my truck looked like. I cared um, deeply. I mean, I, I didn't have enough chicken lights, and I didn't you know, and it wasn't shiny enough. Um. But when I at least figured out finally that um, a truck makes money, whether it's shiny or whether it's not shiny, and, and nobody gives a damn what kind of truck you're driving. Except, nobody, I, except uh, people that you're trying to impress. Right. Um, I mean, let I'm, me, I'm a, let me tell I'm you the y'all, this me, was, this was my truck that I owned. It's uglier than homemade sin. Okay. It, 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 but you know what? It being ugly never stopped it from hauling a load. You know what did stop it from hauling a load? A blown up damn motor that I couldn't afford to pay for, that I should have been able to pay for, but I wasn't able to pay for. You know, and the, the irony is Zeke's truck is identical to mine. They were both old Creek trucks. Uh, our VIN numbers are only off by like 500. I mean, it, they, they, it's the identical same truck, everything about it that he bought. And I think that picture right there was taken on the day um, that I cleaned it out and walked away from it because the motor was blown up and I couldn't fix it. Let me tell you the person who cares the least about what your truck looks like. The person paying the bill. The person who opens the back doors on the trailer and puts freight in it. 
<clears throat> they they want that freight delivered when you said you were going to deliver it, how you said you're going to deliver it, and when you said you're going to deliver it. That's all they care about. They could care less. Now I know you some you're saying, yeah, but they we make a good impression. No, you don't. You you we've got people think... out here with very, very shiny trucks that make a shitty impression. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, one of them I saw on Facebook the other day, somebody had dropped a trailer. There was a, there was a video. Somebody had dropped a trailer because didn't tug test. So they, the video comes around and he's out there in his pajamas and his flip flops, cranking that trailer back up. Okay. Now that's the impression that you make. Not what, how, how dingy the paint is on your truck. Look, if we can take that truck right there, and in one year make $181,000 profit. Yep. If you're in business to make money, that becomes a no-brainer. Okay? If you're in business to look good and impress people that you don't like anyway, no, it's not going to do that. But when, you, when you're broke and you can't retire and you're coming over here to see me when you're 61 because you fucked off your whole life, and now you got to make some serious money. Think back about those decisions you made and why it was important for you to impress those people then. They're not going to pay your bills. They're not going to pay your retirement. Okay? You can, listen, it, it, we talk about Dave. Listen, the thing about Dave Ramsey is this, okay? He tells you how to get it done. Quit doing things that, are, that, that cost money for no reason, that have no benefit. Right. Buying a newer truck makes no sense as a first time. Now, look, if you've got money in the bank, like I said at the very top of this show, if you're successful you're in business for five or 10 years and you want to drive a big house down the road, more power to you. I wouldn't do it, but I'm not going to tell you not to do it. <clears throat> but if you're buying your first truck, you need to buy that truck you just saw right there. Mm -hmm. You need to go spend $5,500 on a truck and pay cash for it. Okay. And if you don't have the money to fix it up, don't go into business. Stay working as a company driver and save the money. Well, how do you save the money? It's very easy. You spend less than you make. Well, I don't make that much. Well, then get, then get a better job or quit spending money. Yep. That's the only way you're going to save money. It's just like a business has to, the only way a business increases revenue is to sell more shit or to make more money on what they sell. You're no different. If you're not saving money, why? I'll tell you how to figure it out. Write everything down that you spend money for for a couple of weeks. Send it to me. I'll show you where you say where, how you can save money. Mm -hmm. yeah, but be honest. Uh, Mr. Mr. Polk did that when we first got together. <laughs> he had a little he had a little problem with holes in the bucket. <laughs> <clears throat> that was an uncomfortable conversation. <clears throat> I, I, <clears throat> I have heard people say, which and I don't understand this. Well, I don't want to make, I don't want to make $180,000 because I don't want to pay the taxes. Okay. Calculator 181,000 minus about 45,000 would be the tax. That's 136,000 left over. <clears throat> and I've heard people say, well, I don't want to make more than 75. Okay. So the spread between what you're going to pay on that 70 and what you're going to pay on the 180 
is probably going to be about $80,000, $75,000 or $80,000 that's in your pocket that you're going to have in the bank. What, what I seem to, or what we, I, th- I guess we seem to have a hard time getting through to people is that <clears throat> your goal, if you still want to have a business after year three, then you better be aiming at that $180,000 every year for three to five years. So let's say, let's say, so we, we talked about $130,000 take home times five, $650,000. And if you lived modestly in that time, you should have a big giant pile of money sitting there and now you have a business that is on solid footing that you can make decisions that you want to make when you want to make them. But trying to buy a truck and go instantly on the retirement plan because you're going to show everybody how smart you are. Well, I only worked 200 days last year. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's a hundred. The, that's 160 missed opportunities for you to go out and make the money you need to make sure your business still survives next year. And this industry was filled with idiots throughout 2020, 2021, and 2022 in the, in the hottest trucking market in history that instead of taking advantage of that opportunity and going out and make one hundred dollars or $200,000 every year and busted their ass while the market was up, well, no, I'm just going to work half-time. You know, um, you know, the same people that don't want to make X number of dollars because they don't want to pay uh, tax on it. <clears throat> They're the ones that won't haul cheap freight. Phil has a truck in our fleet right now. 2002 Columbia, 12.7 Detroit, 13 speed. He paid $15,500 for that truck 12 years ago. And he paid cash for it with money he saved as a company driver. He's had that truck for 12 years, and there's a driver in it right now. Um, that truck was actually our number one, what was that, 21? 2021 is our number one revenue truck. In 2021. I think he made somewhere in the 60s mm-hmm. in 2021. <laughs> Phil I'm talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, y'all, think about how small in the grand scheme of things, you know, go look and see what it's, what, what it costs to start a Chick-fil-A franchise or a McDonald's. Isn't it a million bucks now to do a McDonald's? I don't know. I know at one time it was a hundred thousand dollars cash. No, it's not that. Um, look at any business where you have, you have an initial a capital investment and you can get into trucking for less than 40 grand, even in this market, even, even if you're patient and you're looking around and you're ready to execute and you've got the money, you can pick a truck up right now for $10,000 or less. And then you spend 20 or 30 to get it on the road and take it out. And even with the rates down, I bet you, I'm going to say, let me do some. Let me do some calculating here. Let's see if 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 that trip Zeke's truck runs, let's say, let's say forty eight weeks, 
at uh, and it averages uh, let's say sixteen hundred. That's three twenty one. <laughs> I bet that truck will still make between two hundred and twenty and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars next year with the rates down. And so, if all things are equal, let's say two two twenty five. 225,000 and let's say what do you want to put put the fuel about 70 grand with the way it is right now and we made the same 48,000 and Zeke made 55,000 uh 52 <laughs> so um be 90 it's still going to be a hundred and probably 30 130,000 dollars net in a terrible market where people are going out of business left and right. What if it was only a hundred? Okay. Let's, let's take, let's take $80,000 of profit away. You're in the worst market now because everything's falling apart and people are parking their trucks and all. It's terrible. And we still operate that truck full time. Um, and, and you, and you made a hundred thousand dollars. What's wrong with that? You know, you must be getting into some numbers. You got that, you got that numbers <laughs> guy look on your face. I'm going to give you Phil's numbers for last year. Okay. You want to? I'm interested to see that. All I'm right. going to keep talking so I won't have any dead air. Are you ready? Uh, lay it on us. Give me a half a second here. I'm just, okay. I'm winging it down. Uh, All right. So, uh, so in 2021, last year, last full year that we've had it, um, last year, um, it did 266,000 in net revenue. Um, now I don't think it ran all of 2021. Now I think about it. Didn't it come in? Didn't we get it going probably February and March? Phil probably could answer that. Um, we paid the driver, uh, 103. We paid Phil sixty, and we made thirty-eight thousand on that truck last year. Now I can look and see when it came in service. Hang on a second. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, it could take me a second to dig. <clears throat> Phil, if you know, speak up. I'm coming up with two hundred one thousand when you add that all together. Now that's minus Phil's maintenance, so we don't we the the we don't the, yeah that does not include Phil's maintenance yeah so two hundred and one thousand minus maintenance, which I don't let's remember. Just see, let's just see when that truck came on. Now, Kerry was in that truck. No, it, he it, came, it, yeah, uh, it, it came it, on it, November twenty. Yeah, um, I don't have a, I could do it this year, but last year I don't know how many weeks it sat. Um, I would, I would venture not many, maybe one or two. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know there have, was one breakdown have, that was like a radiator or something. I could do it this year. I couldn't do it last year Yeah, very quickly. So, <clears throat> but um, there's another example of somebody that could buy a truck, drive it at Landstar, hauling general freight and make $200,000 minus maintenance, <clears throat> minus maintenance. So let's say, just say, let's say the maintenance was 20. Well, guess what we're right back at? 180. 180. Yeah. 
Now that truck made Zeke's truck made three fifteen in a twelve month. So that well, truck you, actually made you know you know why William drove that truck. Well, yeah. Plus, here's another thing: we the uh, the truck William drove had eighteen percent fuel uh, uh, cost to to revenue ratio. Let's see what because we know who drove this truck last year. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We so do. Let's see what this one is. Okay, let me give you just a second here. Let me do some figuring, and I'll give you a fuel. It won't be anything like that, okay? <clears throat> Phil, if you've got a maintenance number for 2021, that would be handy. I'm just guessing 20,000, but might be less, might be more. I don't know. But the fuel, yeah, the I know a bunch of y'all don't think about this, and you probably don't give a shit. Oh, 18% of fuel. That's a big deal. 18%. Well, it was 20%. It was 20%. Oh, it was. Okay. <clears throat> well, that's not. Not bad. Not bad, all things considered, given the lead foot that was. Listen, driving. there's there, there's very very few people out there that has their fuel as percentage of revenue in the low twenties. Okay, high twenties, mm-hmm. thirties is is very much normal. Okay, um, you know you're really really good if you're at twenty five or less. You know we're at eighteen to twenty on these two trucks we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. and that's a reflection well, of them getting decent fuel mileage uh, and the way we purchase fuel. You know, the way we teach our guys to buy fuel when it's on sale. Uh, there's an old girl on Twitter, uh, or I mean, Twitter on TikTok. Um, her husband, they have, I think they have one truck. Her husband was power only in a Peterbilt. And she was talking about fuel the other day, and their fuel cost is a buck 35, just fuel. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, our truck gets four miles to the gallon. Oh, hey, well, there's your problem. Okay. You know, I'm like buck thirty five. I mean, as we've seen, the cost on Zeke's truck was like a dollar. You know, here I'm mean, everything all inclusive. Yeah, every single cost was a dollar a mile, um, and we're probably over that a little bit now as the fuel has gone up. You know, we're what buck? Yeah, but fuel surcharge has gone up with it, right? So it's, it, well, I, I, I haven't done it per truck, but our fleet average this year is still in the low twenties, even with fuel what it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's not significantly different. Richie says he was shocked to know the numbers on the tolls for the fleet. Um, well, now, you see, mean before, before, well, before here's the thing we, that can shock you one way or the other. Um, we do a pretty good job of managing tolls. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's still a big number. Well, what was it? 40? No, it would, it would have been 40, but after we had our little come to Jesus meeting, end up being twenties Okay. with, thir- with 13 trucks into the year. <clears throat> are you both still driving? I am not. And Chris is not. We both I have been are off the road since August of 21. You've been off the road since 19 through three years in two weeks. Uh, we both are, qualified Landstar drivers, but, uh, because of what we have to do here, we do not, uh, currently, uh, drive. We are, we are, we are able to drive, but we have, um, we have other things that we have to do. So Phil says, I don't have any numbers in front of me. Something about the maintenance on his truck. I would imagine 30,000 would cover it. I'm cleaning my garage after saving myself a thousand dollars by doing an AC myself. <laughs> um, 
I get, yeah, I think this is the girl, uh, Ryan says, oh my God, Chris, you're talking about Shannon. She's going to go out of business ASAP. Her husband running that truck, getting four miles per gallon, doing power only. She has no idea what she's doing. And she's, I mean, she digs in, you know, people come at her and they're, you know, and, and boy, she is, she gets fired up and she shoots back at him and I'm going, okay. I mean, go ahead and get the bankruptcy attorney on on standby and pay that retainer because yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know how in the world they're going to keep going, but yeah, I knew this was going to come up talking about how much these trucks are making because we have this all the time. People want us to take their truck, so Matt Huber uh, has spare trucks not working right now. First of all, we just don't take any truck. Second of all, we don't just take any truck from anybody. Uh, the worst thing we've ever done is taking a truck from the wrong individual. Yeah. And we won't do that. Uh, we vet truck owners as almost as probably worse than mm -hmm. we vet drivers. And no, we do not want you to send your drivers. That's a complete waste of your time. Do not send the drivers. If you want to talk about the trucks, reach out to us, but, uh, understand that we need, we only drive 07 and older trucks. Yeah. If it's anything else than that, uh, no, thank you. <clears throat> um, I mean, that question, should I find some drivers for them and send them down to you guys? <clears throat> and, and I don't know if you've you know, been around her to say this before. When Larry and I first got together, we didn't ever really have any formal talks about building a fleet and a mentoring and training program. I mean, he already kind of did that you know when people would come in he would try to teach them um you know it was leading a horse to water and hoping it would drown um but we hired he hired a couple you know i was there i was in the conversation and when i had probably only been here three or four months and there was a point when i said listen hey man I've always believed that I wanted to have a fleet because I could just do the math and I could extrapolate and say, well, hell, if I had three, it'd be, you know. And I said, if these idiots are all we have to choose from, no thanks. I've, I have, I've figured it out. I've seen the light. I could be the guy that takes the truck and goes out and makes a couple hundred grand. And I could be okay with that. And then completely by accident, we started the podcast and Seth was the first one and it went, oh my gosh, holy crap. We like, we've hit something here. Um, but you cannot, um, you can't just grab anybody off the street. I mean, it, you would think, and I did kind of too, you would think, well, if they're a qualified driver and, you know, they get the opportunity to be at Landstar. But y'all, I'm, 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 I don't know. I haven't found any qualified drivers. I mean, we have to teach map reading. We have to teach trip planning. We have to teach hours of service because they don't know. We, These... Well, the number one thing we have to teach them is who's the most important thing in the chain, and it's not them. Right. That's a tough one. That's the number one thing because truck drivers think that it's all about them, you know, yeah. and it's not. And, uh, uh, no, thank you. We do not hire truck drivers. We won't hire yours. Uh, we dislike truck drivers for the most part, uh, <laughs> because they don't understand business. 
Right. You know, it's not about the reason we're so successful is because with us, it's about our customer. Everything we do here is, is works because we take care of our customer. And I'm not just saying that to make my lips flap. Uh, we have lots of stories we can tell you about what thing the, the, the extents we've gone to, to, to take care of our customers. And because of that, we have, uh, 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 we're very fortunate in that we don't have to compete out there with truck drivers and you guys. Um, but no, we're, we're not interested in truck drivers. And, and, and please, please understand this. Do not call us or apply to us for a truck driving job. Okay. Because we're going to tell you right away that we don't, first of all, we don't hire truck drivers. We don't have jobs. Okay. We have an internship here to teach someone who wants to be in business, how to be in business. Truck driving is secondary. Okay. It can be any business. All right. That's, we do not teach truck driving here. We do, we don't tolerate truck drivers here. Okay. They don't stay here very long because we won't put up with truck driver shit. All right. And, and the first thing that we hear out of somebody's mouth is, well, I'm, I'm uncomfortable doing that. Fine. Go home. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we, we do things here that are uncomfortable because that's what serving your customer does. And that's why we make the money we make. It's, it, I'm not, I don't, I want, I want to fuel here. Well, that's not where we fuel. And the reason why is because the BSE 9000 says that that's not the best place to, so you mean I got to go to the trouble to do that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got, you got to learn how to critical think here. Okay. So truck drivers don't last here. They last here about a week and then they take our truck back to Wisconsin and park it in a TA and we have to go get it. That's what happens when we hire a truck driver. And oh, by the way, that was a former BCO who begged us. Mm -hmm. begged us to teach him the right way. Okay. Uh, that's another thing. If you're a BCO, please don't waste your time. All right. <clears throat> uh, now, Michael Ford says, I'd love to speak to you guys about Landstar and everything you guys do paid off truck doing the spot market for the last few years. Um, yeah. Send us an email. Um, loads at blue ribbon logistics.com. Send us an email and we can get together. Um, <clears throat> we um, listen, please everybody think about this for a second those numbers that we presented to you are pulling general freight in a dry van okay general freight there are so many fringe niche opportunities at landstar if you can build a sustainable business that will survive then hell yeah, buy trailers, buy special equipment, go, go do all this crazy stuff and get on that stuff that never hits the board. You know, these Landstar agents son, have got some unbelievable, stupid money. But most of y'all have that axis of the universe in the top of your head and somebody needs to pull it out and stick it up your ass. You know, here, here's, here's what's not going to happen. You're going to come here and get on Facebook and go, hey, we're the agents that have this freight, okay? And then get mad because you can't touch it. Mm -hmm. uh, people have that freight. You have to earn that business, okay? Yep. And no, you're not going to be given the opportunity to haul it. You're going to have to work your way up to be in a position to prove yourself at some point in time and earn the respect from some agent that has that freight and then give the opportunity. It Listen, Landstar... Has has guaranteed opportunity. 
There is no such thing as guaranteed results. Nope. You're going to come here and you're going to compete with everybody else here. And oh, by the way, we're here and we're pretty hard to compete with. So, um, you know, uh, and there's, there's lots of other guys like us here. There's very successful people at Landstar. Some of them are on here, Bill Taylor, Phil Freeze, you know, mm-hmm. um, they didn't come here and ask somebody, you know, Hey, who's the, who's the agent that will give me this? They didn't do that. Yeah. What's the shortcut? There are none. There are no shortcuts. Short. Work your ass off. And Facebook is certainly not it. Okay. So, and then, and then you'll get mad because you'll see that, that Bill's pulling his freight and Phil's pulling, well, I don't ever get the opportunity to pull that kind of freight. If I got that kind of freight, I'd make that kind of money too. Well, understand something. You'll get the opportunity when you earn it and when you deserve it. Yep. And until that time, you won't. Because here's the thing about Landstar. And it's the thing about any business. You get paid exactly what you're worth. Okay? Not what you think you're worth. The value you bring to your customer. That's what you get paid. Everybody in business gets paid based on the value they bring to their customer. Do you know that the average owner-operator in this country makes $67,000? The average owner-operator in this country makes $67,000 because that's all the value they bring to their customer. And we sat right here and showed you how you could take a truck that everybody else will laugh at and make $180,000 doing the same job. Yep. This now, comment, the, this comment now, says Landstar must have a good old boy system. No. Well, it doesn't. No, it, no, it doesn't. It, it, it does. It does to one extent. Okay. And Phil talks about this. Go listen to the platform episode. With the platform, which is stuff you're not going to get day one, because number one, you don't deserve it. You're not qualified to haul it. Um, those guys are very protective of their freight. And Phil can tell you all of the times where someone's had a problem or they're not available. Hey, call Phil. Because Phil has proven himself over years to be trustworthy and capable of hauling that freight. But the stuff that we haul with the dry van, no. There's no good you know, old boy system. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you 100%. That's not a, a good old boy system is where you get in and know somebody. And because you know somebody, they open a door for you that would not get open for you otherwise. That's not what we have. Landstar here, you, you earn everything that you do. If you want to haul heavy haul, fine. But what you're going to do is you're going to have to go do this and do this and do this and do this. And it doesn't matter how many fills you know. Okay. Phil can't even get our drivers this kind of freight. Okay. Because the, our drivers aren't, they haven't worked, they haven't earned that yet. And so I disagree 100%. There's no, the, 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 the preferential treatment indicates that it's not equal opportunity. That's not true. That's not true. Every, per, every person at Landstar started the same way. They went to orientation. They got a blue book, a handbook, and a card, and a password. Okay? Now, there's people here that are making bunches of money. There's people here that drop, 40% drop out every year. Everybody started the same way. That's not preferential treatment. You can't come in here and start higher than anybody else. You don't. You can't come in here and pay extra to get a special handshake or a special password. Everybody starts the same. The preferential treatment are for those people who come here and work. 
We don't even have preferential. People want to come here. See, BCOs, the reason we don't hire BCOs, they want to come here and they want the shortcut to our success. All right? There is none. You come here and you work hard. You haul five loads a week. Okay? You bump a dock every day. You don't fuck off. Okay? You stop when the, when the hours of service tell you it's the best to stop, not when you decide. All the things that we do aren't anything different than anybody else can do. We just, we do it. And everybody else comes up with a reason not to do it, an excuse. So, no, I disagree with that 100%. There's no well, preference. I, I, can it, come, it, I can come here tomorrow and do the same thing I did when I came here in 2012 because I'll do the same thing. And if I can do it, you can do it. So, when I, in 2014, when I came here, I took a cold call from an agent. My phone rang at random. I answered the phone. <laughs> They had found me based on the location of my house. Hey, we're looking at a dedicated run places 90 miles from your house. You want to give it a shot? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Well, that was seven, almost eight years ago. Uh, well, hell, it was eight years ago because my son just turned eight. It was eight years ago, and we still have that relationship with that agent. Now, about a year and a half in, the customer changed the contract a little bit, and it was no longer beneficial for me to haul that freight, so I left, okay? Then I leave Landstar. I come back in March of 2018, and I just ran the board. And about four months, I was four or five months into being here with Larry, my phone rang again, and, I, and it was that agent. And she said, hey, the customer has put that round trip back together or has put that load back together. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening. And they told me what the rate was and they told me what the compensation was. And, and so basically here's how the conversation went between the agent and the customer. The agent said, listen, I understand you would like us to haul this freight, but in order for us to do that in this market, you're going to have to pay round trip miles. So you're going to have to pay for us to come back empty. You're going to have to pay this rate plus fuel, plus stops and unloading. And you're going to have to pay all the tolls. And um, that the customer said, absolutely not. I will not pay the round trip. I will not pay the tolls and I will not pay that rate. And the agent reached in his back pocket and pulled out a little piece of information he was privy to. And he said, what if Chris comes back and does it? Well, where do I sign? There's one reason. That age, that customer signed that contract, and you're looking at him. Because I proved to him before, he never had a question. If, if, if he put his freight on my trailer, everything was going to get delivered. I was going to go above and beyond. I was going to give him 110%. And when it came time that he was in a pickle and he needed that freight delivered, we, we said, we looked the agent looks at the market and says, here's what it is. And the guy's like, absolutely not. No way. Well, he'll do it if you pay that. And the rate is pretty much unchanged since then. I mean, gosh, that was four years ago and the rate's still the same. So is that preferential treatment? No, but there was at one time, this little communist puke, on Landstar Facebook groups that said that Landstar should take my freight away from me and post it on the board every week because he should have an opportunity to pay for it. And I said, bitch, please. 
I earned every dime of that. You can't, you're not going to, to have Landstar put a gun to my head and take my customer away from me. I earned that customer. So you can go piss off. That's what preferential treatment is. Right. Okay. It, it, look, listen, Landstar is the free market. Okay. The free market. There is no subsidy. There is no welfare. There is no, um, golden parachute. There is no safety net. Okay, you come here and you chew, you eat what you kill. Mm -hmm. And there's no, it, there, there, there's, there, you can't fake it. Okay, you either make it or you don't. Most don't because most can't, most don't want to do the work. Okay. And sometimes you'll eat shit. Because sometimes things are going to happen. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you're going to eat it because that's what you do in business. You have to take the good with the bad, right? Um, you, you, that you cannot, um, only give that 110% when everything's going the way you think it should go. You've got to give that 110%. Okay. Let's go back to 2020. Same customer right in the midst of operation and during clusterfuck. Okay. And their supply chain issues and all kinds of stuff is happening. And that customer that I've had since 2014, I start showing up every Tuesday and the load's not ready. There was one point they were four months behind on production. And sometimes I'd show up. I listen, man, we, we, we don't have, we don't have, we don't, we don't have anything, you know, and I, Okay. That that I did I did I scream and cry and no I got on the board and I found another load, but there were times that I would show up on Tuesday and they'd be like, well the load's not ready. I'm like, okay, would well, you have an idea? Well, Thursday, Thursday. Well, hey, but you can deliver it Monday and Tuesday. I mean, I, there were times I was a week and a half, two weeks behind. But what was I going to do? Just throw my hands up in the air and tell them to piss off? No. I valued that customer. They valued me. My relationship with them proved that. And I had to eat shit a lot of times. And it was not pleasant. Go ahead and answer this one. <clears throat> Again, my opinion here. Uh, I would find somebody where you live. Read the question. Oh, I'm sorry. David Wilcox asked, what should I be looking for in an accountant? So I'm going to tell you a couple of things. Number one, I do not use one of the ones that you hear on, on, uh, on, uh, Trucking radio. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that. All right. Certainly don't use the one with four letters. That's big, big, big. Okay. Um, I would find somebody that's in your town, um, small business that you don't need a big firm, but you need somebody that either already knows trucking or is willing to understand trucking. And here is a, here's my, here's my litmus test for accountant. Okay. Go in and ask them if they, if they do any trucking, bookkeeping, or accounting. If they say they do, ask them what then is the allowable deduction for per diem. And just be quiet and listen to them. If anything comes out of their mouth except for 80% of $69, they don't know what they're talking about. Find somebody else. Or... Ask them if they're willing to learn to be a, a trucking accountant. You're going to pay 
a lot of money for a good accountant. Okay. You're going to get what you paid for. Okay. Richie's got a good point there. Although that's still, how, that's how I found Chris Reynolds. That's a good start. Okay. Um, but understand that you don't go in there like a truck driver and go, well, how, how can I do this and not break the bank? All right. Because you don't haul freight like that. You haul freight because you want to be paid your value. Well, they're going to be worth their value in gold. And so find someone that you can work with. And the reason I like for them to be local is because I think you should go in there and develop that relationship. Carry your stuff in. Learn how they want you to organize. And, do, and go, go, go along with what they want you to do. Be, be coachable. And then I recommend that you find out whatever they're using and ask them, what can I do to help you with this bookkeeping? How can I do some of this entry and take it off of you, number one, to lower the bill, and number two, so that I can understand better what we're doing here? So that's what I would do. Uh, I, there's another question here that I can't wait to answer. Oh, me too. Um, um, this here one? we go. Here we go. Let me let me do something first. See this? Come on, focus. Damn it! I was going to look. Income, one truck, three hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Profit, one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Show me where the thirty five percent cut hurt us. The truck made three hundred fifteen thousand dollars after Landstar took thirty five percent of our money. Number one, it's not our money. Landstar gives us 65% of their money to start with in exchange for some critical services that we would have to pay for on our own otherwise if we had our own authority. So the 35% of line haul, by the way, not of fuel, not of accessorials, the 35% of line haul, we end up with about 70% of the total rate. So it's actually 30 but if we had a trailer, it'd be 37. So, I mean, yeah, 30, <laughs> no, 38. <clears throat> I mean, sorry, 78. It'd be 78% if we had a trailer. But we've talked about through all that. So, um, if, if, if here's the things that Landstar provides for that. It's actually, you, you think it's 35%, but if you were here, you'd understand it's actually 29%. Okay. Correct. But here's the things that if you're not at Landstar, here's things that you're doing. First of all, you're paying for probably cargo insurance. You're probably paying a lot more for insurance than we are. Our, our workers' comp is um, $31 a week. Our non-liability, non, uh, non our bobtail insurance is $33 a week. Uh, our average physical damage insurance is about 200 bucks a month. Um, our fuel discount is, is it, it, we, it's our fuel is 18 to 20% of revenue. If you don't know what that means, figure out yours. Uh, the other thing is we don't have to factor. We get paid every week, whether Landstar gets paid or not. So when you add all these things together and also you find out that Landstar does all these things at a high level where there's no worry that they're doing it wrong or nefarious or you find out later on that they didn't do your IFTA properly and you get pulled in to a scale house and you leave with handcuffs on. I mean, our, the, what, what, listen, I, I have a fleet. If I thought that I could do better by doing it myself, I would be doing it. Remember, I'm the numbers guy, according to you guys, okay? Right. 
I'm the numbers guy. And the numbers guy says that 35% is a bargain. It is. Now you listen to truck drivers. Truck drivers are the ones that are telling you, how do you make it on the 35% cut? Because truck drivers don't know anything about business. Correct. Okay. But a 46 year business person, I've done business since 1977. And I'm telling you that I can't come close to doing it for 29% because that's what it really is, not 35. So that's the answer to that question, James. You need to quit listening to truck drivers and do your own research. Okay. Um, because doing what they do will put, will make you be like they are ignorant and broke. Right. Guys, let's think about this. Okay. A truck doesn't matter what brand it is. Doesn't matter what color it is. Doesn't matter what the body style is. Doesn't matter what kind of hood it has on it. A truck engaged in interstate commerce must have a driver, must have fuel must be maintained, must have bobtailed uh, physical damage insurance, must have cargo liability insurance, must have a bunch of permits and a plate and pay a 2290. There are all of these costs that are necessary to operate a truck. Doesn't matter if you got your own authority. Doesn't matter if you're leased to a carrier. Doesn't matter if you're pulling a reefer or a drive-in or a flatbed or power only. These are the basic costs to operate a truck. By leasing to a carrier, doesn't even have to be Landstar, could be Mercer, could be anybody. By leasing to a carrier, you are, you are connecting to that carrier's buying power for tires, for fuel, for maintenance, for insurance. So we can, well, number one, you know how much we pay for cargo liability insurance? Zero. Zero. We pay bobtail physical damage insurance. We pay the $30 a week workers comp. We pay our payroll company. But <clears throat> Landstar covers all of that. We pay our plate through them. We pay our permits through them. But we don't have our cargo liability is zero. Pick up the phone tomorrow when business opens and go get you a quote on cargo liability insurance that will match and meet what Landstar's is. I promise you it's going to be 40 grand the first year. Now, if you can um, survive with your own authority the first year or two, which is highly, highly, highly unlikely, um, then uh, you can get that insurance right now, Okay. We since I've been here, we've had four trucks total loss. Four trucks total loss, and our insurance has not gone up a penny because of those four trucks total loss. All right, we just talked to a young man a couple weeks ago that was running a fleet under his own authority, and it was some clerical clerical issue, or they didn't they didn't they didn't put the driver on the policy. The driver totaled the truck and trailer. You know what they got from that insurance company? That'd be zero dollars because they didn't dot their I's and cross their T's. Okay. The risk that you face with your own authority is Mount Everest compared to leasing to a carrier. Doesn't matter if it's Landstar. Hell, it could be Swift. You can go lease a truck to Swift or Schneider or whoever. 
Mercer, Oakley, Landstar, whoever it is. But you're trying to take on all of that risk when the government is going to treat you as one truck owner operator the same way they treat Swift, the same way they treat Landstar. Well, Swift and Landstar have thousands and thousands of people employed with them to make sure all that stuff's good. Are you going to be able to keep up with that level of accounting? Unlikely. Based on what I have seen, with the, we've taken almost 300 applications, and we've had, what would you say, 36 people come through here mm-hmm. in that time? Based on what I have seen of humanity, based on my personal observations of humanity that's come through this program that we have contacted, I cannot in good conscience recommend anybody go get their own authority because you are absolutely not going to do what it takes to survive. Are there some that do it? Yes. And they are the exception, not the rule. We've talked to several fleets in the past few weeks and every one of them had their authority have surrendered it or had it surrendered Mm -hmm. because of CSA um, compliance issues, safety audits, uh, insurance cost. Um, You know, I mean, the the things you look at right off the bat, if if you're, if you don't have your throw right now, the insurance cost is going to be, it's going to be staggering. And then if you hire a driver, that has a, as a bad MVR, they're going to cancel you. Yep. So, and then you're not gonna be able to get insured at all. The other thing I'm going to look at right off the bat is that even if you do this 15,000 that you're talking about, which I, I'm questioning that, um, you're, you're, how much that you're going to have to go factor, you know, that's right. just a payday. That's a payday loan. You know, uh, you, you, can you wait 90 days to get paid that and still pay your bills? Um, the other thing is you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have to go, you're going to have to go, uh, um, subscribe to load boards. You're going to have to negotiate with, with brokers. Um, you know, you're going to have to have a trailer or two, uh, trailers cost money and they, they, they have to be maintained. I mean, if you, if you, if you quit thinking like a truck driver and start thinking like a business person and write down all the costs associated with this. And look over here and go 29% of every load. I promise you, it's a better deal. Now, let's do this for the sake of everybody, okay? Landstar contract is as follows. Landstar pays the truck 65% of the line haul. The rate is broken up into three categories. Line haul, accessorials, and fuel surcharge. 100% of the fuel goes to the truck. Landstar does not get a percentage of the fuel surcharge. There are some accessorials that Landstar does not get a percentage of, and there are some that they do get a percentage of. But the 35% is of the line haul. So let's take a thousand, um, a, a, let's take a, a $2,000 load, okay? And a load that goes 500 miles, okay? What, what's fuel surcharge this week? 69? 69. 69. Okay. So 500 miles times 0.69 is $345, okay? Now we had a $2,000 all-in rate, We've got 500 miles, so we're getting paid fuel surcharge 
on 500 miles. And in this example, there's no access oils. There's no stop pay. There's no unloading. So that means we take the 345 out of the 2000. We got $1,655 that is now subject to the percentage. So $1,655 times 0.65 is $1,075.75 plus the $345. Uh, 345. That's $1,420.75 to the truck. So divided by 2,000 is 71%. Okay? Basic math. So Landstar's not taking... 35% of my money, they're getting 29%, and it's not my money. It's their money. So it at least if we're going to have this argument, can we at least say Landstar's paying 65%? Because that's what they're doing. The contract doesn't anywhere say we're taking 35%. The contract says Landstar pays 65% of their money. It's their money. It belongs to them, not me. Okay. So what we're telling you, with that 29%, <laughs> okay, so if I take the $315,000 that 833 earned, run by a point, what am I doing, 7-1? There was $443,600 generated by that truck in that time period to get down to the $315,000. So minus three fifteen. The $128,661 difference. Um, oh, you're getting banned. Um, so the insurance, the fuel discounts, all of the perks that things that we don't have to be concerned about because Landstar's taking care of them, that's a deal. Period. Because, again, we took a $5,500 truck that had $35,000 put into it and made a net profit of $180,000. I would love for some people with their own authority to compare numbers with us apples to apples and not, um, well, at least Landstar didn't take 35% of my money. Well, that's, what those two, that's what those two examples were that we talked about. The one was four hundred thousand. Was five hundred. The drivers end up making seventy thousand dollars. You know, the rest of it is what they what it costs them to have their own authority. Look, it it. Uh, I, I listen. The last thing I want to do here is sell people and come to Landstar. I don't care. I'm I'm here, and that's all that matters to me. Uh, but if you're if you're if your outlook on this is that um is that you're giving up 35% of the money to come here. You haven't looked at the cost of doing business. You know, you can't do $15,000 worth of business and not spend some of that. Okay. Right off the bat, you're going to spend the, the, the insurance and the, and the factory right off the bat. Okay. And the trailer right off the bat. All right. And then all these other things that you have to do while driving down the road, all the all your IFTA reports, all the stuff that has to be done. You have to sit through that 18-month new entrant audit. You have to pass out. They're going to shut you down. All that stuff has to be done perfectly. Okay? Perfectly. If, if you can't figure out that 35% is worth giving up to, to have that done for you, I don't think you're going to probably do that perfectly. 
So it's going to be, and, and, and look, I, I don't, listen, I don't care, but you're asking and you're asking in this, in this tone that we must be idiots because we give 35% to Landstar. Um, that, 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 that offends me, uh, because I'm smarter than the average bear. And if I thought that it was a bad deal, I wouldn't be here. I certainly wouldn't have all these other, I still wouldn't be trying to tell other people to do this. Um, the 35% is a bargain. Okay. It's a bargain. It's not my money to begin with. I didn't get that money and paid them. Okay. They collected the money. They paid me on Wednesday. Whether they get paid or not. Correct. What kind of deal is that for you? Have you done billing? Have you done chasing people down to get paid? You know, you, 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 gotta, you, you, you need, you just need to do your homework and you need to do your homework from a business standpoint, not a trucking standpoint. Okay. And you have to put a dollar amount on the risk. Okay. I'm, I'm looking through the company, you know, you're talking about $15,000 a year for insurance for 500,000 cargo. Okay. We got a lot more coverage than that. Okay. Our have, exposure is much less. When, when a driver totals a truck, we have, a, we have an exposure, obviously, but we don't have the risk level that you will have having your own authority, being out there on that island by your own, especially as this market's getting ready to take a nosedive. It's already started, okay? And I'm not a doom and gloom guy, but the, 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 the business cycle, it turns and we were on the upside. Now we're about to be on the downside and then we'll be on the upside again. But now is not the time to put your entire financial well-being at risk when you're just saying, oh, well, it sounds like, sounds like Landstar Shark Tank. Sounds like this. Sounds like that's not true. It's a simple mathematical calculation. What's that? Um, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a term for that the the oh, i can't think there's some fancy economic term where you where you analyze and measure risk and you put a, a dollar amount to it you have to do that in this case and most people won't do that well look here let me, i'm going to end up i'm going to wind this little conversation up by saying this okay um if you think that shark tank is bad you really don't understand business because those people are really, really, really good business people. Oh yeah. It would do for you to be more like a shark. Okay. <clears throat> because, uh, the minnows get eaten, you know, and, and this is, and look, now look, we're our audience here is first time owner operators, first time. If you are new and you're thinking about buying your own or getting your own authority, I would, I beg you, I beg you not to do it. But I'm uh, I'm done with this topic because it's it's off topic. We don't we do not. You are you're here to hear our opinion, not to discuss it. And our opinion is your authority is the last thing that you need to be doing. Okay, uh, whether you come to Landstar or not, I could care less. Matter of fact, I think we should quit. We should quit uh, recommend Landstar because um, you know I like it when there's not very many people here. It's just more for us. So don't come here. It's horrible. They take thirty five percent of your money. <laughs> Go get your own authority. That's what I would do. So y'all need to quit doing this. All right. We're lying to you. Don't come. It's not any good. Okay. Right. I don't make any money. Right. You know? It's terrible. Don't yeah. do it. Um, well, I like this one. As a business owner, your pay, your pay is not based on time. It's based on contracts. 
it, it, it's based on service, you know, and you're only as good as your service. You know, you're, um, I, I see these arguments, oh, truck drivers ought to get paid an hourly wage. Oh, talk about cut your nose off to spite your face. Um, you think that you are the all important thing. You're not. Truck drivers are disposable. Business people are not because business people create value for other people. And then it's reciprocal. It's I'm what's good for me is good for you. It's value for value. It's an exchange. It's not this um, binary number where, oh, well, I'm, I'm worth, I'm worth X amount of dollars a mile. No, you're not. You're just not. <clears throat> Michael, the spot market has not hit the bottom. Okay. That's, nope. that's why when you have a truck that, that costs a dollar a mile to operate, you don't, you don't, you don't care. You know, we can, we can get, you know, all that happens here is we just make money while all the rest of the people get, you know, in, in, in 2009, I first got in this business and fueling up to $5 a gallon and rates fell 25% of owner operators went out of business. Yep. Okay. This is going to be worse than that because people back then didn't pay triple for trucks like they did last year. Right. Okay. So the unfortunate thing about this is that there's going to be many, many, and they already are. They're just using different reasons for doing it. I'm going to decide to get out of the truck and I'm going to sell this truck. No, you didn't. You can't make any money. You can't make that truck payment. So your, your, uh, the, the, the capacity has to be trimmed back down to where, uh, there's enough trucks to match the loads and then the rates will, will come back. Now, I don't know if they ever come back to they were last year because that was a perfect storm. But 250 is going to be reasonable. And uh, if you can't make money at 250, you probably ought to be doing something else. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're not going to, you're not going to, last year's not going to repeat itself. You're not going to do, like, you're not going to come in at the top of the market and pay triple for a truck, name your own price, and make the money that you could have made last year. That's not going to happen again. Okay. It's yep. just not. And so you're going to have to get a business model where you can make money at a buck 85 or a buck 50 or a buck 25. I don't know what it's going to go to, but what you're not going to change that you could, you're not going to drive to Washington DC and parade around and get a red hat and change it. You're not going to deadhead home from Pennsylvania, North Dakota and park your truck out front and teach anybody a lesson. You're, that's not going to change the, 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 the uh, fussing at the brokers is not going to change it. Okay. The only thing that's going to change it is to have less trucks. And let's, let's look, look what's not going to happen. The big guys are not going to have less trucks. It's all the owner operators that are going to have less trucks. They're going, they're going away. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we started this a year ago. We had an event, how to survive in 2022. You know, it, it's, it's no different than what we always do, but we offered everybody a chance to learn how to adjust your business model to survive what you're going to, what's going to happen right now. This bloodbath, this market adjustment, this whatever you want to call it. Okay. Everybody ignored it. Oh, I'll just, you know, I, I, I'll, I can do what I do. Yeah, well, that's fine until you can't, until you can't, until you can't make the truck payment. Then you can't do this and you can't do that. And you can't run the truck for a buck 85 a mile. Then what do you do? Okay. Well, you're going to go work for a company 
you're going to make cents per mile because that company can keep their costs down to make a profit at that. And you can't. That's what's going to happen. And then when it's all over again, you'll get back and you'll, you'll do another lease purchase. You'll do it all over again. We talk to people, go, oh, I've done three or four of them lease purchases, you know, and are proud of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. And, and, and if, if you don't understand that if you can't get a grip on your business model to where you can make money in this down market, you're not going to survive it. And the first people are going to go are people with their own authority, by the way, James. Okay. Yep. They're the first people are going to go. Um, so Matt here looks like he's a victim of auto, correct? Uh, Landstar pays cargo insurance. Is that only on the loads and through them or includes your customers too? That means that is Landstar get their 30% or whatever from your customers. Um, I would suggest you go watch episode 132, which is an interview that I did with a Landstar agent. But here's one thing. This is an opportunity to say this. Landstar is a big umbrella. Okay. <clears throat> What makes this system work as well as it does is that everybody's paid off of the same freight bill, okay? So that 30%, okay, pays the agent, pays for the trailer, pays the insurance, gives us access to the network and the fuel discounts and all that kind of stuff. But when, when an agent creates a freight bill in the system, and the customer is billed, and it doesn't matter if it's C.H. Robinson or if it's a Landstar Direct customer, I am paid off of the same freight bill that the agent is paid off. The agent's paid off of the same freight bill that I'm paid off of. So when the money split happens, it happens at corporate. So agents don't get money, and BCOs don't get money. Landstar gets money, and it comes in at the top, and all of their corporate expenses are paid, and the agent's on a contract, and we're on a contract. Agent gets their percentage, we get their our percentage, and it's all based on the same freight bill. Now, I have seen a few occasions where there was like a super high-dollar load that had to have an extra piece of insurance on it. It's rare, but I've, I don't seen it five or six times. And they'll add like 150 bucks to the freight bill, and that goes to pay for whatever that insurance is. But everything comes down through Landstar and everybody's paid off the same freight bill. So this idea that all oh, agents are taking money and no, it's not possible because everybody's paid off of the same bill. Whatever the customer's getting billed, that's what we're paid off of. Don't come here. Landstar takes your money. Please don't come here. Stay away. Yeah, Landstar's terrible. They're awful. We have a, one of our most popular videos is about, does Landstar take 35% of my money? Maybe you ought to go listen to that. Yeah. Um, I think I set that up as a, I might've set that up as an episode. Let me see here. It's, um, do, 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 do. Well, it's in the it's in the feed. It's it's one of the it's the most popular video by the analytics. The most popular video we've ever done. Uh, just uh, just Google Blue Ribbon Podcast. Does Landstar take thirty five percent of my money? It'll yeah. pop up. I promise yeah. you. <clears throat> it's from February of twenty twenty, and it will pop up if you search for it. All right. Um, 
I think we've covered everything. There was somebody asking about a refrigerator, but it looks like everybody jumped in. Well, I disagree with that refrigerator, by the way. I do not agree with putting in a dormitory type refrigerator and plugging it into a inverter. On a Columbia, it is wired for, you can get a 12 volt refrigerator from what's it called, Chris? Truck fridge. Truck fridge in Georgetown, in, uh, Georgetown Kentucky. Kentucky. And it'll go right in there and plug right into the wiring in the truck. And that way the, the uh, low voltage override circuit will still work. And you're running that truck on 12 volts, not on 110 volts. And uh, that's the way I would do that truck fridge. Uh, I think Niven, you the one asked that question. So I, I would not recommend you running it on the inverter. So um, anyway, there is wiring is under that cabinet uh that that wires right in there and it's fused and it's 12 volt and it's a 12 volt refrigerator with a 12 volt compressor and we use them all the time they're really good they we they hardly ever break and when they do you can go over there and take it in they'll fix it so i put the link for the 35 percent uh video in the comments so it's in there yeah because it's so hard to find <laughs> well um I think we've covered all the, all the questions. Um, I'm going to have to actually get back to work tomorrow. So the uh, holiday's over for now. <clears throat> so we will be back. Uh, we're back on Sunday again next week, right? Yep. Uh, today. Yep. Tomorrow. So next Sunday night, 9 PM. Um, we do have a couple trucks open. So if you are not a truck driver and you are someone that wants to learn this business, um, hit us up, drive number four blue ribbon.com. Um, fill out the form. And now look, there's some questions on that form. Answer those. Don't just, don't just, there's questions on there. Like, like, um, um, Will you put the needs of the customer ahead of your own? Think about that and ask that truthfully. Yeah. Uh, because you're, you're not going to fool anybody. All right. Um, we're not, understand something here. We're not looking for the regular truck driver. All right. You're not going to get hired here. We're looking for someone who wants to understand how to get wealthy in this business by running a business in trucking not being a truck driver. Okay. So uh, understand that we don't have jobs. If you call me and ask me what the trucks look like and what the benefits are, just going to hang up on you. That's not what we do here. Okay. If you call me and ask me what, what, what I need to know to do this and how can I learn that? And how can I learn that? We got a conversation, but understand. So we teach business here. We don't teach truck driving. All right. We just teach how to be profitable just like we've talked about tonight. Instead of making $69,000 as an owner-operator here somewhere, you come here and make 100000 as a company driver for us, leave here in a year or two, and make $190,000 in your own truck. So, and yes, yep. you can order a hat from us on our site, right? I <clears> think <throat> so. If you if you have any in stock, I, I don't. I don't know that the stock is, you, you have the stock. No, I, I, I have this. No, you have the stock. Got the stock. You can order it on our website. If you can't find it there, email me, Larry at blue ribbon logistics.com. And I can, I can, uh, take your order and send you one. So, um, 
We do have those t-shirts and stuff on the, on the, uh, if you'd like David's to asking, is the modification list still on the site? Yes. Go to blue ribbon logistics.com slash truck. And I've got everything listed there on the, on the website. Um, we've got some plans probably after the first of the year to revamp our website a little bit, improve it some, but for now it works. Well, listen, we've been on here for almost two hours and we we're picking up listeners instead of dropping them off. So that's, that's good. a good sign. Yeah. But, uh, we're going to have, I mean, we're both sick and I'm about to lose my voice. So we're going to have to call tonight. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're just trying to t- change the way you think. Okay. We're trying to get you to understand what matters and quit worrying about the stuff that doesn't matter. Okay. So, um, and if you'd like to know more about this, if you think that you'd like to work one-on-one with us, we do have a couple openings. So remember Pittsburgh power is our sponsor. Uh, they pay us a little bit of money to do this. So we appreciate you patronizing them. Uh, you know, you know, we talk about the OPS all the time. It's one of the biggest, you know, part of the reason why these trucks make so much money is the maintenance costs are low. Yep. You know, we don't change oil. We don't dump oil out. Okay. Um, the catalyst, if you're going to drive these trucks that have emissions on them, get them cleaned up with the diesel force cleaning and then run the catalyst. Yep. So, um, we've also got a new sponsor that we're working with. that might give you some options on that as well. So yeah. anyway, everybody have a great night. Uh, we'll see you next week and, uh, have a, have a safe week, everybody. All right. See y'all.